0: Erica and I subscribe to a purity in language, right? Mm -hmm. We don't swear. Never. Um, (laughs) I certainly never. Profanity is deeply offensive to me. Which is why this moment and the pause right before it stood out to me from the president. Watch. He laughed about it. What a sick.
1: (laughs) My god.
0: It was funny, and everybody laughed. West Wing Playbook over Politico uh, made the point, did some reporting, made the point that he finishes that sentence behind closed doors, which if you've covered the president and you talk to his team, you know, he swears just like Donald Trump swears, just like you don't swear. Never. Um, And so that's not surprising. But I think what's interesting is that's one of those moments where he connects with people by being a normal human being, Mm -hmm. kind of off script Joe Biden that we knew when he was in the Senate or when he was vice president. Does he need to do more of that? You know, over, I'll swear, but overwhelmingly, like, the political bosses I've had did not swear, uh, made life a little bit easier. But I think it, it also shows, yes, that, that language works now, and it works because of Donald Trump. You know, The first time Donald Trump said a bad word, everybody was aghast. And what we saw was very quickly the head of the DNC, uh, Senator Gillibrand, they started dropping F-bombs as well. Was it presidential or senatorial? No, but it works.
1: And some of that is generational. Young people, just mm-hmm. they use language just very, very differently without any sense of decorum. They don't think they're doing anything wrong. It's not to be transgressive. It's not to make a point. It's simply how they talk. Uh, language evolves and the rest of us are going to have to catch up.
0: I, I do want to point one thing out, though. Like, what it is, probably more than the language or joking about whatever it is or isn't, Joe Biden loathes Donald Trump. It is personal. Mm-hmm. It is not because he doesn't like the man. It is because of what he represents. Like, that is a viscerally held view, and it comes out behind closed doors, and I think you'll probably see more of it. But I th- that, more than anything else, everybody laughed, and it was, it, it was off the cuff, but that was real. It also shows a vigor that we often say that Joe Biden doesn't have in his advanced years. It's a good point. So does he need to bring more of that? I know we're out of time. But does he need to bring more of that out? Not just the language, not just being a little bit more familiar, but being a, perhaps a little bit more transparent.
1: transparent about how he. And yeah. it's a, It's sort of a casual, uh, informal way of, of yeah. di- trying to
2: disqualify Trump, say that th- this man is just unfit for office. New reporting on how President Biden really feels about Donald Trump behind closed doors. Political writes quote, "The president has described Trump to longtime friends and close aides as a sick f who delights in others' misfortunes, according to three people who have heard the president use the profane description. According to one of the people who has spoke with the President, Biden recently said of Trump, What a blanking, blank hole the guy is. I'm joined now by former National Security Advisor under then-President Trump, Ambassador John Bolton, who has a new forward for his memoir, The Room Where It Happened, that forward titled The Room Where It Will Happen Again. And the first line is, Donald Trump may well be re-elected president this November, becoming only the second person to win non-consecutive terms. Ambassador, thank you so much for being with us. That Politico reporting on the choice words THAT PRESIDENT BIDEN USES TO DESCRIBE DONALD
1: TRUMP. HOW CLOSELY DOES THAT ALIGN WITH YOUR VIEW? (laughs) WELL, I THINK IN in PERSONALITY TERMS, uh, I THINK the PRESIDENT BIDEN HAS IT PRETTY WELL NAILED. BUT I WOULD JUST SAY THIS, uh, IT'S NOT THE PERSONALITY OF DONALD TRUMP THAT'S THE PROBLEM. IT'S HIS LACK OF COMPETENCE to do the job. The personality is unpleasant, but many people say, oh, we can, we can deal with the personality. I like something else. It's not the personality that's the problem. He doesn't understand the job, particularly in the national security space. He didn't learn much in the first four years. He certainly hasn't learned anything since then.
2: So why is it that you, who worked in the administration, former Attorney General Bill Barr, former Defense Secretary Mike Esper, Alyssa Farah Griffin, Nikki Haley, the former ambassador to the United Nations. Why is it that so many
1: people who worked for him at the White House feel that way? Well, I think if, if you're in the circumstances, uh, people like John Kelly uh, as well, that, uh, that saw him every day that uh, we were on the job, Uh, IT'S PRETTY HARD TO HIDE THE the PROBLEMS AND THE DEFICIENCIES. I MEAN, I VOTED FOR TRUMP IN 2016 uh, ON THE THEORY THAT uh, KNOWING EVERYTHING THAT WE HAD HEARD ABOUT HIM THEN, ON THE THEORY THAT uh, IT WAS A BETTER CHOICE THAN HILLARY CLINTON. Uh, BUT I ACKNOWLEDGE THAT uh, WHEN I SAW HIM IN OPERATION, MY HOPE THAT HE WOULD BE DISCIPLINED BY THE GRAVITY OF HIS RESPONSIBILITIES IN NATIONAL SECURITY SIMPLY HADN'T WORKED. NOTHING DISCIPLINES HIS THINKING. SO I DON'T, uh, I don't PLAN TO VOTE FOR HIM uh, THIS YEAR. I DIDN'T VOTE FOR HIM IN 2020. BUT I'M NOT GOING TO VOTE FOR BIDEN EITHER BECAUSE it's, uh, I THINK HE IS uh, DANGEROUS FOR THE COUNTRY IN OTHER WAYS I'M GOING TO WRITE IN SOMEBODY. IT'S INTERESTING THOUGH,
2: AND I THINK THIS IS A QUESTION A LOT OF PEOPLE
1: HAVE, HOW IS WHAT YOU SAW BEHIND CLOSED doors?
2: really that different from what you saw in public with Donald Trump?
1: Well, I think increasingly you see more of him in public uh, that of the same behavior that he described behind closed doors. As I say, I I had met Trump before the 2016 election, had conversations with him. I had conversations with him after he was elected, before I took uh, the job as national security advisor. Uh, But it was my expectation, which I will fully admit turned out to be wrong, that Like every other president before him, uh, the the consequences of his decisions in the foreign and defense policy field would discipline his thinking and and would lead us to coherent policies. But that turned out to be wrong, and obviously I can't unlearn what I saw every day during 17 months there. And you have this forward to your book in which you lay out page after page about your concerns
2: of what happened if Donald Trump gets reelected. It's so clear to you, you have such clarity. Why do you think it isn't then clear to voters for whom right now he's leading Joe Biden in head to head polls in the latest CNN poll by four points?
1: Well, I I think uh, Trump's had a remarkable ability to turn what, for any other politician, would be adversity to his advantage. Uh, I think think the support that he has, and I I wish we Republicans were doing a better job at explaining to our fellow party members why this is potentially such a disastrous nomination, is that he appeals to their feelings of alienation uh, and abuse by what they see as the political establishment. Again, go back to 2016. Uh, HILLARY CLINTON CALLED TRUMP SUPPORTERS DEPLORABLES AND uh, THEY TOOK IT AS A BADGE OF HONOR. THIS IS A MARK OF uh, THE DIVIDE WE HAVE IN THE COUNTRY WHICH, OF COURSE, TRUMP HAS EXACERBATED FOR HIS OWN POLITICAL PURPOSES AND MADE WORSE.
2: YEAH, I, AGAIN, ANOTHER WAY OF ASKING THAT, I SUPPOSE, IS why, WHY IS IT THAT YOU AND SO MANY OTHERS WHO FEEL LIKE THEY HAVE THIS CLARITY, WHY CAN'T YOU BEAT HIM?
1: Well, honestly, uh, I, I, I've tried in a lot of different ways. I thought of running myself. Obviously, I didn't do that. Uh, I, I would hope that the message writers, the image makers in the Republican Party would have found ways to go after Trump more effectively. Uh, I, I confess to being completely frustrated, like many other people mm. in the party. Uh, I, I don't think the nomination is completely over with. It's, it's not an easy stretch. But I think uh, it's still important to, to do what we can, because I think not only would the country suffer gravely if Trump were reelected, I think the Republican Party would suffer too. So
2: you, again, write about what you see as the dangers of Donald Trump winning. I want to talk about if President Biden is reelected, what happens, do you think, after November of 2024? What will happen in that period between his reelection and the inauguration?
1: Well, I think uh, I think Biden is likely in his second term to continue the policies he's pursued in the first and where I worry about Trump being uh, completely feckless in his approach to national security. I think the president. Uh, three years of evidence of the president's policies to date show that his, he, he, he pursues a very weak line to America's disadvantage. Uh, and we see the consequences with Russia's uh, second invasion of Ukraine in, in 2022. We see Iran and its terrorist surrogates uh, utterly undeterred by uh, U.S. power. We see China increasingly looking to take advantage in uh, with respect to Taiwan and the South China Sea and elsewhere. We do not see the level of defense spending mm. that we desperately need. Uh, so as I say, that's why I'm not going to vote for either one of them, in, in both in their own ways, uh, I think are doing grave damage to our, our national security. If
2: President Biden wins at the polls, do you think there will be another January 6th?
1: Well, I, I don't know for sure, obviously, but I don't think so. Uh, and I think, I think this is important to understand what the Trump threat is. I, I think he would do grave damage to the country, maybe irreparable damage in some respects, uh, if he were reelected. But I think when people uh, call it an existential threat to democracy, they're overstating the case, and if they're not assessing the threat accurately, they can't deal with it. Apart from, from driving Trump's base mm-hmm. itself, just into further recalcitrance. You know, Trump tried to steal the election uh, in 2020, and he couldn't do it even though he was sitting in the Oval Office. So I think it's going to be even harder for him if he tries to steal it uh, this November.
2: And just one question on policy. If Donald Trump is elected again, what happens to Ukraine?
1: Well, I'm very worried about it. I I don't think he has any inclination to support Ukraine. What he said is he'd get... uh, Uh, Zelensky and Putin in a room together and solve the problem, which isn't going to happen. But I think his natural inclination uh, is that his buddy Putin certainly couldn't be the responsible party here. I think it's going to be very dangerous for Ukraine.
2: Ambassador John Bolton, thank you so much for speaking speaking with us this morning. Look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thank you.